Growing a successful design business is hard work. There's so much to do and so little time to get it all done, not to mention the actual design work. The good news is that we are here to help. I'm Krista, the WordPress developer and website strategist from KristaRay.co. And I'm Corey, the designer and creative coach from CoreyWoodard.com. In the Get Back to Design podcast, we're going to share strategies and tools to help streamline and grow your design business, ditch the code and anything else you don't love, and well, get back to design. Grab a cup of coffee, open that Illustrator file you've been working on, and let's dive in. Okay, Krista, so in episode two, we talked about something that I really want to dive in and talk about a little bit more, and I think you're going to really like this topic too. So we just barely touched on how you can go really above and beyond for your clients during the project, and I think this, like I said, is something we should dive into a little bit more. So I think that this is something that we all want to do in theory, but most of us either forget about it or we aren't putting enough emphasis on it because we're thinking maybe kind of selfishly. We're like, what do we get out of it? (laughs) So um, obviously I say we You know, we want our clients to be happy at the end of the project, but sometimes we aren't sure how to go above and beyond to make them extra happy. Or sometimes I feel like by the end of the project, we are just so burnt out and tired of it, especially (laughs) if it's carried on longer than it's supposed to, that we like, we just don't want to keep going. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Like, In my process that I have laid out in Asana for my client projects, I even have specific like tasks for myself for different ways I want to go above and beyond for each portion. And even with that, sometimes I'm like, okay, I don't have time for this. I need to, you know, keep on track with this other thing or I don't want to take five minutes to do that right now. Maybe I'll do it another day and then it just never happens. So it is, it's so important, but it's so easy to be one of those things that we just kind of let slide. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So I think that when you take the extra time to really go above and beyond in some way, like it really doesn't matter how, that you are so much more likely to really imp- just impress your client mm-hmm. and have them not only want to come back to you in the future, but even to make them want to send their friends your way. So I know in episode two, to where we touched on this, you talked a little bit about how you go above and beyond for your clients. And you just talked about it a little bit a second ago. But I'm curious, just like in general, how you feel about it. So do you think that enough people do it? And then I'm also curious just to hear whether or not you feel like your designer went above and beyond for you. Yeah, I really, really think that it's such an important thing to do. Like, it can literally be the difference between your client just kind of, like, being along for the ride and, like, whatever, this is cool at the end, to, like, being super involved in the process and excited about everything you give them and excited to spread the word about you. Like, it's such a little thing and it makes such a big difference. So I think it's so important. 
And I think a lot of people do miss out on this. I work with a lot of contractors. I hire a lot of people for a lot of things in my business and no one really does this. Like every once in a while someone will do it, but it's, I think it's rare and it's really a way to make yourself stand out from the rest. Mm-hmm. Um, my designer kind of did it. Um, throughout the project, she really didn't. And I think by the time she did, it was kind of too late because I had was already feeling like, oh, all right, we're almost done, good. But one mm-hmm. thing she did do was provide me um, blog post graphics, which I wasn't expecting, and that was really nice. And I mean, it definitely kind of improved how I was feeling near the end of the project, um, but definitely sprinkle it in other times too if you can. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I love that she gave you those blog post graphics because I'll be honest with you, I hadn't really started thinking about how you can go above and beyond for your clients until probably the last year or so. So that is something that, you know, it seems so little and I'll talk about it a little bit in a few minutes, but it does seem so little and like your client may not need it or they you know, have something else in mind, but it is such a really cool way to kind of build on the project. So um, I really wanted to talk about three different times that you can kind of go above and beyond. So like you were saying, it's important to kind of carry this out throughout the whole entire project and not just kind of throw it in at the end. So I figured we would touch a little bit on before the project even gets started during the project and then obviously how you can go above and beyond afterwards because that's probably one of my favorite Mm -hmm. times where you can kind of really impress your client. So When you're just starting the project, I think one of the perfect ways to kind of get started going above and beyond is with a discovery call. And I know that a lot of designers hate this idea and I actually don't always do these with every single one of my clients, but it is such a good way to show your client that you really care about their project and their struggles that they're having with their brand or their website or whatever it is, and that you really want to help them with their overall goals, you know? So you are not just getting an email and you're sending some quick stuff back. You're like taking the time, depending on how long your calls are, which they don't have to be two hours long. They can be 30 minutes, but you're getting all on the phone or on Skype with them and you're saying, hey, tell me more about, you know, what you want out of this project and what you're struggling with, like why you even want this. And automatically that is going to set you apart from those people who literally do just want to like throw some stuff in an email and hurry up and book the project. For sure. Like a lot of people out there, the first email, they're going to try sending a proposal and something or you know, things like that, where you're taking the time to set time out of your day, get to know this person. The personal connection you make on a quick call is like seriously a game changer. I've been happy on more calls lately too, because I've seen the difference it makes. Like these people go into the project so much more excited. I almost always get those projects because like we said, no one else is doing these calls. So they feel more connected to me than anyone else. And it just benefits you throughout the entire project, even though that call isn't always, you know, a blast. It's not something you look forward to in your day, maybe, (laughs) but it definitely pays off down the road. 
Well, and two, I think you touched on it just a second. I think it gives you an even better chance to let your potential client really get to know you Mm -hmm. and how you work and that kind of thing. So those things do help you book those projects even more. Like it's not just showing your client that, hey, you're going above and beyond and you care about these things, but you're like sharing about how awesome you are. Kind of like what we talked about in episode one with like how you stand out as a designer it's these little things that can really impress your clients and make them say hey I definitely want to book with this person because they are rocking my socks off right now (laughs) (laughs) no kidding and something else that goes along with it when you get on these calls and have a dialogue going that you can't have really in email you find out more things about the project that would sneak up on you later so you are so much more prepared prepared going in you know there's none of these things like oh I didn't know about this but you know maybe sometimes you feel like you have to include it just because sometimes maybe you want to upcharge Um, but a lot of those things come out just by listening to what they have to say and letting them kind of vocalize and talk through their thoughts exactly it's such a good idea to be doing these calls literally if for no other reason than to help with your projects but like especially to help you go above and beyond So another kind of simple way that I think you can go above and beyond like we're talking about at the very beginning of the process is by sending a formal proposal. And I think right along with the discovery call, this is something else that not a lot of people are actually doing. So... I don't mean to just drop some random numbers like in a PDF and make it branded and like send it on its way in a email and kind of hope that your client understands what you're sending them and that they want to work with you. I mean, really take the time, the same exact thing you'd be doing on the discovery call. So take the time to let your client know that you understand their goals. Like use their exact words back to them in the proposal PDF that you're sending. And really explain to them how the package that you want them to book, that you're pitching to them, and the entire project will help them reach these goals. Like kind of dive deep into the project itself and how you can help them, how you specifically can help them and the package, you know? When you are doing all these things and kind of making sure you're reiterating their problems and how you can create this solution to them, I think that it may not seem like you're going above and beyond, but you really are. Mm -hmm, For sure. And I mean, it's just like we see with, you know all the courses or whatever out there teaching you how to write a sales page for a course. Like, you need to focus on the benefits, not not what they're getting. And with services, it is so easy to totally forget that because you're focused on what you're doing for them and what you're giving them. And it's really easy in these proposals to forget about focusing on the benefits. But in mine, I like to always start with what the website needs to do as far as their goals. That's always the first thing they see. And then throughout, as I'm explaining each portion, I like to tie that back in. And like you said, using their words, always go back to their email or the notes you took on the call and pull out their exact words and put them in there. Like, so, so good. They'll feel so understood and like this package is exactly what they need. 
Mm-hmm. The thing about using their words, I feel like you might initially think, oh, they're going to know that I'm just like saying back to them what they said. But let's be honest, <laughs> like how many times do you remember like exactly what you said in an email or even said out loud like five minutes ago, right. let alone <laughs> if it was longer than that. So they might not even remember that they said those things to you. So when you bring them back up in the proposal, they're going to be like, wow, I am feeling really frustrated with my website right now. How did you know? Mm -hmm. Like, yes, that's exactly how I feel. So (laughs) I think it's so important to really use these two opportunities before the project even starts, like before you have a signed contract and you have that invoice to go above and beyond and show them how much you care because A, it's a good thing to do, like it makes you feel like an amazing human being. And two, I really do think that it helps you book more projects in the long run. Mm -hmm, For sure. Definitely agree. So the next point, after you've gone above and beyond like before, the next time is like, okay, so you have the project, like you're working with the client And you're thinking, how do I go above and beyond now? Like, I'm just trying to give them what they want. Like, I can't figure out anything else to do for them. So I think a good rule of thumb here is to over deliver on what you've promised to them. And this kind of goes back to what you were talking about before with your designer. So I absolutely love to hear when other designers are creating branding or some sort of website design for their clients, but they actually deliver more than that throughout the project or at the end of the project. So Like I was saying, you touched on this with how your designer did that with your blog post graphics. And that's one of those things where as designers, like that may take us like five minutes to create just a couple of templates. Whereas for the client, it may take them like hours to create the perfect template. So that's such a like such a simple way. And it doesn't necessarily have to be blog post graphics, but that's a really easy way that you can just increase the value and like we were talking about, you know, really go above and beyond for your clients. Um, Another way that you can do this if you're like, well, I don't really do website, so I don't need to do blog post graphics or anything like that. Um, Something else you can do instead is if you do branding, you can always create really simple business card designs. Um, Your clients may not need business cards. Like, I don't know about you, Krista, but I have business cards printed probably like three years ago, and I'm still trying to go through them, and it was like 50. (laughs) So... Um, They may not want business cards, but they will still love the fact that you took the time to create something for them just in case they do. Mm -hmm. And again, this is something else like means the world to them. It would be difficult for them, but super easy for designers to do. You could even have like a few templates pre-made, maybe three or four even, and you just kind of fill it out based on what fits best with the brand you created for them. So it can literally be like a five minute thing that means a ton to them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like we're saying, you don't have to spend Mm -hmm. like, you know, 10 extra hours on something to create, you know, this template of whatever it is or this bonus file that you're giving them. 
Um, it's literally just like, how can I create something kind of quick that still looks good and that I absolutely know they are going to love? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that's a common misconception kind of with going above and beyond. Everyone thinks like the only way to do that is to send something really expensive to them, like buy something. There are so many other things you can do that will cost you zero money. So I'm glad you mentioned that, that it does not have to take long or cost anything or whatever. Totally fits within your process, quick and easy for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just think about, you know... I would say take a step back and kind of think about what you would appreciate getting. So I know you, Krista, and I know you don't love creating blog post graphics. So for you, that was like the perfect (laughs) bonus that you could have gotten. So maybe you create something like that. Or maybe if it's like a bigger project, you create something different like collateral, like note cards, or like we were talking about the business card designs. But it doesn't have to be over the top. It doesn't have to take you a really long time. And I agree. I think that is a common misconception. And that's probably why most people ignore this Mm -hmm. with their client projects. They think, oh, it's going to take me like five hours to create something, or it's going to cost me so much money to try to find something to send them. So no. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So that is like the main thing that I think you could do during the project. And I'm curious for you, Krista, especially because you have worked with a designer and as a designer, I do all of my own stuff. So I don't really have that experience, but do you feel like there's any, anywhere else during the project that you would feel like, I guess maybe what do you wish even that your designer had done during the project that you would have felt like was her going above and beyond? Yeah, so I think one of the things that kind of left me, of course I was happy, but you know, not super excited was that I never knew what was happening during the project. So if you can keep your client updated all the time, I think we talked about this, was it episode two maybe? We talked about keeping your clients on top of things. Um that that makes a big difference when they know what's going on even if you give them like a quick update like hey i just finished uh putting this page into place today it's looking so good i can't wait to let you see it i'm gonna start on this one now you know like it lets them know what's going on it shows you're excited it gets them excited like it's good for everybody but again it's not costing you anything it's taking you maybe two minutes max to do and it makes a big difference i would have loved that Mm-hmm. I think something else that just came to mind while you were saying that, which I think we've talked about this before too, is kind of showing off the work like on social media where your mm-hmm. clients are hanging out and getting them excited about it. Of course, this is like a fine line because some clients really don't want you to show anything before the project is over. But if you have the clear from your other clients, then show off like the mood board that you've created or show off sketches you've done for their logos or their websites. And you can do that on Instagram or Twitter or whatever and make sure you tag them because Mm -hmm. I know that when I've done this for clients, they're like freaking out in the comments. And not only is that such a cool feeling to know that your client is so excited about it, 
But what better social proof for other people thinking about hiring you than seeing that your client is commenting in all caps, oh my gosh, I love you so much. Like, (laughs) where's more of this? (laughs) Yep. Oh, that's such a good point. Like, for me as a developer, I don't really have anything to show off during the projects, but I almost always will hop on Twitter or Instagram, depending on where the designer I'm working with is, and be like, oh my gosh, I just got these mock-ups from so-and-so. I cannot wait for you to see this website, you know? That, like, gets them so excited. And similar thing for your design clients. Like, just say you're excited about working with them or say something about how good everything is coming together. They're going to love that. Yeah, you don't even have to show anything off, really. Mm -hmm. Everyone loves to be, like, shouted out and (laughs) hear how awesome their project is going. So it can be something as simple as, like, a tweet. Yep. So, okay, so that was before the project we covered and then during the project. And then I really want to dive deep into the after the project because it's like I said, this is one of my favorite times and some of the coolest ways that you can go above and beyond for your clients. So my number one thing here, and this is something that I try to do for every single client that I book, is to send them a thank you note or some kind of small gift. So like we were talking about before, this doesn't have to cost a lot and you're not writing like a five page letter (laughs) thanking them for their project. But I do like to send just a really quick note that says, you know, hey, thank you for picking me out of all the other people out there to take on your project. Thank you for trusting me with like your baby because what their brand or their website is definitely like their baby. Um, And also kind of try to include how much I enjoyed the project Um, say, you know, I hope you enjoyed it too. If you get stuck or if you need anything, definitely reach out to me. And I usually also include like a business card and these fun little branded stickers I have that say, um, I think one of them says make pretty things. And then another one says go after your dreams with a wild heart because it's so... It's so small and like it's next to nothing, but those are fun things to get in the mail. And then even just getting a note like that is a really awesome way to be reminded that, you know, your designer enjoyed working with you um, and makes you think about them. So you're more likely to book them again if something just came up that you were thinking So that's what I do. I usually send those thank you notes. But Krista, and I know you're not a designer, but I know you have sent gifts before, right? Yeah, based on the size of the project I have, I kind of have different tiers of gifts I send. If it's, you know, a couple hundred dollar project, I'll usually just send like a $10 Starbucks gift card or something. And something great about those, you can deliver them right to their inbox and you can still write the thank you note with it. Because I always want to send something personalized, like you said. Mm -hmm. Um, For kind of a middle tier, depending on the client, one of the last ones I sent was like a $25 creative market gift card because she used a lot of stock photos and stuff like that. So I knew that would be helpful for her. Mm -hmm. And for bigger projects, I'll get like a gift box I think fox box or box fox one of those (laughs) (laughs) you can like make your own gift box between like I don't know 40 and 60 dollars or something like that and they are so cute 
So for my bigger projects, I um, always send one of those. I actually had one delivered today, and I'm waiting to look, see it on Instagram or something like that. <laughs> oh, that's really exciting. Yeah, that like takes it one step further than just the note. To get something, some kind of gift, you're like, oh my gosh, I wasn't <laughs> expecting this. Like, just think about how you feel like when your friend gets you a gift, <laughs> let alone when you're like, you paid this designer and now they are taking some of what you paid them and like giving it back to you. That's, that's such an amazing feeling. I think that's definitely a really cool thing to do. And two, I like that you kind of have those different tiers because I feel like we all have those different like, okay, so some projects are maybe $500 and you're not making that much money, but you still obviously want to kind of give something back. And then there are those projects where you're making like enough money to pay your rent for a month or two, depending on where you live. I'll add that as a caveat. Um, But that is another really cool way to be like, hey, obviously, I noticed that you invested a lot more in your Mm -hmm. project. So here's like a bigger gift for you. That's really cool. Yeah, it's fun for everybody. I think I probably feel just as good about it as they do. So we all win. (laughs) Yep, yep, definitely. I think another way that you can go above and beyond like at the end of the project after it's over would be to give them some sort of additional resources to really help them get the most out of whatever it was that you just created for them. So I absolutely love this idea because it's not only helping them, but it's also helping you make sure that they're less likely to change stuff on their site or with their branding because you're telling them how to change stuff or how to make adjustments as they grow and so they're not gonna like go in and totally mess up their whole website or go in and completely change their color scheme um because they don't know what they're doing and then you like cry all the tears (laughs) (laughs) they ruined it so for example um you could send them a few tutorials like we were talking about um, how to how to use their new site or maybe links on where they can get their business cards printed, you know, stuff like that. And Krista, this is kind of where we got on this topic in episode two. And you were talking about helping clients with their goals. So I think, um, let me think. I think you were saying... If they want to grow their email list, what can they do with it, you know, once they get people to sign up? Kind of getting deeper into their goals and maybe a little bit outside of your expertise. So I was curious if you wanted to talk a little bit more about that now. Yeah, so we were talking in that episode about like designing a strategic website. So when you go through all this work, it actually means something to them and actually benefits them. Mm -hmm. Um, But you can, like we were saying, you can make a website that is totally optimized for email list growth and they can build an email list of 100,000 people. I don't care. But if they don't know what to do with it, like, great, they're paying for 100,000 people to send on their email list and do nothing. So if you can have resources like a little guide to creating their first funnel or something simple like that, like that can help them a ton and it will help you look better too because their numbers will grow. And I know that most designers aren't funnel experts, but something else you can do is like get a friend who knows stuff about funnels or email marketing and have them create a little guide, let them include the branding and stuff on it so it's like a little bonus for them and give it to your clients. Like that means a ton. 
um, for all my projects, I include an SEO guide and a launch guide. So for the new, you know, new bloggers who have a blog to launch, I have that launch guide for them to kind of help them along in the process. And then for SEO, SEO isn't my expertise, and a lot of people want that to be my expertise. I don't want to touch it. So instead, I'm like, here is this PDF with some tips. You know, follow those. You'll see results. And if you don't, here's who you can work with, you know. So just little things like that to help them along, make them feel more confident and kind of empowered about what to do after you're done working with them. Yeah, I love that idea of sending them like the the PDF of like a funnel guide or something. And I was thinking the idea totally just came to me while you were saying that is if you if that's not your expertise, like if you are listening to this right now, and you're like, I literally don't know anything about SEO, I don't know anything about email lists, like that kind of thing. This would be a really cool way to partner with someone else that that is their expertise, like they can create some really quick tips for your audience and then maybe like not your audience obviously but your clients um and then maybe you can create some quick design tips for their clients and you can kind of trade so that you both know that your clients are benefiting from getting tips from the experts in those areas and you both are not like investing time and creating something for someone else and you're not getting anything out of it so that's a really good idea too and even the pdfs on like how to help them launch and the seo thing like those are things where i don't think i would ever expect to get anything like that from a web developer so what a cool way to really like we're talking about go above (laughs) and beyond and like show them that you care about their success in the future not just while you're working together but like also after you're done. Yep, for sure. We all win with that. Mm-hmm. So um, something else is even if you create something as simple um, as having office hours and letting them know that you're going to be available to answer any questions that come up. I know we both do this, Krista. I think I have like a five or 10 day support period depending on the kind of project that they book. And I know yours might be closer to about two weeks. But um, letting them know that, hey, the project may be over, but... I am here if you get stuck and need to come back and ask me any questions. You know, I'm not going to leave you high and dry with your branding or your website, whatever we just work together to create. So I think that's another way if you can't afford or if you don't have the time to go above and beyond in the other ways that we've talked about, that's still a good way to kind of give back to your clients and yeah, go above and beyond. (laughs) There we go. So at the end of the day, we have, we've said this before, but at the end of the day, going above and beyond for your clients, it doesn't have to mean that you're spending the entire cost of the project, you know, to give something to them. Or it doesn't mean that you're taking a ton of extra time out of your already busy work day to do something extra, create something for, create something extra for them. It's just really, it comes down to it being a nice way to kind of show your client 
how excited you were about their project, how much you care about them and their success as they go forward, and ensure that they are as happy as you can make them so they're more likely to come back to you and definitely refer all of their friends to you. Mm-hmm. Worth the work. Yep, I definitely agree. So, homework for this episode. Um, I have two little things that I think every single designer listening should do. And the first thing would definitely be to just sit down and take a look at your process. Really examine where you may already be going above and beyond because you may already be doing this, but you don't realize that you are. Um, And if you aren't, kind of take a look at your process and figure out, you know, where you can start going above and beyond, even in just one part. Like you don't have to add all of these things that we talked about in today's episode in your whole entire project because that would be really overwhelming and then you wouldn't want to do it and you'd get burnout and it just would, (laughs) I mean, it wouldn't work. So if you aren't already doing it, like I said, find one place I would say where you can kind of test it out and see how it works and then um, to go off the testing check out some of the different ideas that we talked about we're going to have them in the show notes and see what you enjoy doing the most you know maybe you enjoy sending them gifts or maybe you enjoy getting on the phone or on Skype with your clients kind of test out different things and see what you enjoy and get the best response from your clients about and then make that a staple in your process do it for every single client Mm -hmm. yes I love that I love like taking the time to figure out what feels best to you because then moving forward you're just going to enjoy it more overall so I love that yep you'll be more likely to do it if you enjoy it so yep So that's your homework. And if you have any questions or maybe some different ideas about how you can go above and beyond, you should definitely let us know. Send us a tweet or an Instagram comment or something because I'm always trying to find new ways to kind of go above and beyond without spending like a ton of money. Hello, I'm frugal. I can't help it. (laughs) Yes, you are. (laughs) Definitely, we would love to hear from you guys, our listeners about that as well. So, yep, that's it. Thank you so much for listening. For show notes, past episodes, and more information about the two of us, visit us online at getbacktodesign.co. If you enjoyed today's show, it would mean the world to Krista and I if you take two minutes to head on over to iTunes and leave a review. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe so you can be the first to know when new episodes are available. Now put what you learned into action so you can streamline and grow your business, ditch the code, and get back to design.